you're sleeping, it's time to wake up. Amen? Not that I'm going to shout anybody out. Amen. This morning's reading is taken from Psalm 91. That's a goodie. Amen? Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely He will save you from the foulest snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with His feathers and under His wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. If you say the Lord is my refuge and you make the most high your dwelling, no harm will overtake you. No disaster will come near your tent, for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the cobra. You will trample the great lion and the serpent. Because he loves me, says the Lord. I will rescue him. I will protect him. For he acknowledges my name. He will call on me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Amen. You may be seated. God, we thank you for your awesome promise, your awesome word, Father God. We thank you, Father God, that despite what we may feel like and what we're going through, Father God, when we call out to you, you answer, Father God. Thank you for being our refuge. So, Father, I pray right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, whatever comes out of my mouth, whatever comes out of anybody's mouth up here will be your words, Father God. Have your way today, Father God. Open our spiritual ears, open our, our spiritual eyes, Father God, so we may see and hear for what you got for us today. In your precious holy name, amen, amen. Family, I am really excited by today. I'm always excited when it comes to Father's Day because I take great joy and great pride in being a father. Amen? Amen, because it's a lot of work. You got to be active. And if you know me, I'm active. I, 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 I try not to, well, I can't stay still. That's a gift for my kids because I'm, I'm, I'm always have enough energy for them. I'm not going to lie. There's times where I don't have energy. But thank God for God's grace. Amen? Yeah. Amen. Today we're going to have fun. Yes. I got one yes. Being a great father is like shaving. No matter how good you shave today, you still have to do it again tomorrow. For some people, they hate shaving. But you got to do it. Amen? Any man can be a father, but it takes someone special to be a dad. 
Family, I know today is Father's Day. We are going to talk about fatherhood a little bit, but we're not just going to talk about fatherhood. We're going to talk about mother. We're going to talk about being a parent, being a husband, being a wife, being a Christian. Amen? There's three jobs in this world that is going to be the hardest jobs over any other jobs. And that is being a parent, being a spouse, and being a Christian. If you agree, please say amen. Amen. Listen, why is it hard? It's hard because when you're a father and a mother, your kids are not going to listen all the time. In fact, most of the time, they're not going to listen. You will be tested more than you ever will be. But it's your duty, it's your calling, it's your job. It's your mission, parents. If you're a spouse, if you're a husband or wife, It is extremely hard to be raised one way, the other one being raised the other way. And when you come together, you got to always agree, which that's not the case. It's extremely hard. It takes work for your marriage. It takes work to be a parent and to be a Christian. It is extremely hard to to follow the Bible, to listen to God and and do what he says when we want to do what we want to do. Today, I want to preach a message titled, Mission Possible. Not as fast as Pastor George, but I got it. Amen? We're going to have fun today? Amen. Amen. If you will recognize that sign, it says mission impossible, but the I am is crossed out. Because with God, all things are possible. Amen? It is possible to be a good father. It is possible to be a good mother. It is possible to have a marriage that works. It is possible to be a Christian and do the struggles still work. Amen? Before I go on, I want to recognize a group of people. If you're a single parent, can you please rise to your feet? They might not be alive. They might be alive. Can we applaud them? If you could just remain standing for a second. I'm married and I got two kids. And I don't know what I would do without my wife. I wouldn't be able to do that without my wife. So I applaud you. I bless you. I, I just want to, I appreciate you for standing in the gap when it looks impossible. Because you make it believable that it is, impo- it is possible. God bless you. Amen. Amen. But family, they need us. We all need each other. Fellowship is important. That's why the body is important. Because we stand with one another. Amen. We help one another out. It is hard to do stuff by yourself. So for this mission that I have this morning, you may not think it's a mission, but it's a mission. I'm going to have help. Pastor E, can you come and help me? Good morning, good morning, everyone. Oh, man. 
I love this. I love this. <laughs> I had to stop it, dude. <laughs> go, go ahead. Do you think? I lose control up here. You know what? I mean, I got an issue. Pastor Mark, I got an issue with, with, with Father's Day, man. You know, I did some research. And you know that Father's Day wasn't officially made a, 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 a day until like the early 1970s, man. I mean, the concept was always around, but it wasn't made official until like the 1970s, man. I bet you Mother's Day was official soon as it came out of somebody's mouth, right? <laughs> Just saying. And even more, even more, man, why is it that on Mother's Day, you know, mothers expect like extravagance, you know, they, they expect elegance. You know, I mean, you, Mother's Day, they want to go to the best restaurant. I don't know what, what's the best. They want to go to Olive Garden, stuff like that. They want to do that. But why is it that on Father's Day, we're relegated to a backyard barbecue and some stale cold burgers, man? I'm just saying. Us fathers, we do a lot of work, you know? We work hard, you know? So today, today, guys, if your father... This is our day, man. We're going to make the best of it. Because, I mean, remember, Father's Day, we're recognized once a year. Mother's got, I mean, come on, every day, right? <laughs> so today, this is our day, Pastor Mark. And so uh, with that said, I want to share something real quick. Uh, I want to leave you, I don't want to leave the mothers out. So I found something online that was pretty cute. Matter of fact, let me rephrase that. Because because it's Father's Day, cute ain't that manly. It ain't a manly word. So I want to say I found something quite interesting. That's better. Insightful. That's better. And somewhat hilarious. So I just want to share. This is called the men's thesaurus. Men don't always say what they mean. And ladies, please allow me to translate for your future benefit. All right? When a man says it would take too long to explain, he really means... I have no idea how it works. <laughs> <All right. laughs> when a man says, take a break, honey, you are working too hard, he means, I can't hear the game over that vacuum cleaner. <laughs> when a man says, can I help you with dinner, he means, why isn't dinner done already? <laughs> and, uh... I like this one. When a man says, you know how bad my memory is, what he really means, I can remember the theme song of Hogan's Heroes, the phone number of the first girl I ever kissed, and the vehicle identification number for every car I've ever owned, but yes, I forgot your birthday. <laughs> one last one, one last one, one last one. For, for the record, that's not me. <laughs> this, this, this is the best one right here. All right. And this is the last one, I promise. When a man says, you know I could never love anyone else, what he really means, ladies, is I am used to the way you yell at me and realize it could be worse. <laughs> All right? <laughs> so happy Father's Days. And ladies, you can't say we didn't give you nothing to take home with you today. All right? This is good stuff, Mark. Amen. Amen. Listen, Mission Possible. We all know what the mission is. You know, if you're a father, you know it's a mission. If you're a mother, you know it's a mission. If you're, if you're single and you're saved, you know it's a mission to, that, to be saved because it's a walk. But the mission for today, should you choose to accept it, is no matter where you came from, how you were brought up, 
What experiences you have? What be what a, what a, what mommy issues? What daddy issues? If you have a mommy, if you didn't have a daddy, or, or whatever the case is, that you will walk out of here believing, as we sang this morning, believing and saying and living. Josh 24, 15, as for me and my household, we're going to serve the Lord. Amen. That, that, that means no matter, no matter how you were brought up, you know, it's, it's sad. It's sad if you look at society, if you look at even the church. And Josh hit it on the nose this morning, Josh Rivera. He says, you know, Father's Day in churches usually is Bashing fathers, step up fathers, you become the man of God that you ought to be. That's not what we're about today. Amen? We have an enormous amount of pressure without that. So, so we're not going to bash. But I believe in this church, we're making a stance. Because there's some great fathers in this church. I respect some men in this church. Some godly men who are not perfect. By no means, there's no one perfect here, but they work at being a father. Amen? So, another quote, the only way of finding the limits of the possible is by going beyond them into the impossible. What does that even mean? That means we all have a mission. We all have a, 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 a call this a mission me a meeting, like we're all agents. Amen? We're all agents. We're, we're agents for God. Amen? And we're all on a mission. We know our mission. But now we're having a meeting. We're, we're planning out our meeting. And if you were with me, if you just put yourself in a place where, wherever you may be at, don't disregard yourself. In other words, don't say, oh, that doesn't include me. Listen, this message includes everybody. Father, mother, single, youth. Because we're all supposed to be a light in this world, but not of this world. Amen? Today we're going to be looking and talking about a man named Noah. Amen? It's a story that everybody knows. And we're going to look carefully at him. And I'm just going to read Genesis chapter 6, verse 5. This is the Message Bible. God saw that human evil was out of control. People thought evil. They imagined evil, 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 evil. From morning to night, God was sorry that he, that he had made the human race in the first place. It broke God's heart. God says, I'll get rid of my ruined creation, make a clean sweep. I'll get rid of the people, the animals, snakes, bugs, birds, everyone, everything. The works. I'm sorry I even made them. But Noah was different. See, God liked what he saw in Noah. In, 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 in NIV, verse 8, it says, But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Noah was a righteous man. E, what's righteous? What's righteousness? Wow, you know, I had a, I had a, I had a hard time with that word righteous and what's right. You know, righteousness means just the plain and simple being right. Now, there's two, two different ways you can be right. You can be right in the eyes of man, or you can be right in the eyes of the Lord. 
And now, and in this case, I want to be right in the eyes of the Lord. And Noah was a righteous man in the eyes of the Lord. But as we put in this together, I'm, t I'm saying, Mark, but how does Noah really, you know, reflect uh, Father's Day? It's, isn't it a story about a flood where, where our father was just, you know, angry with, with his creation, with his sons and daughters, and he felt like, you know. And I was like, but how does that reflect um, Father's Day? You know, and then as we started to read the story and really put it together, we noticed that it was a story of redemption, you know, not necessarily a story of, 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 of destruction. It was a story of love, you know, and because the righteousness, God is always looking for a righteous man, Mark, yeah. you know, we see it throughout the Bible, even in, in, the, in the instance of, of Lot and Sodom and Gomorrah. You know, when man turns away from God, God is like, look, I don't want to do it. I don't, you know, I'm a righteous God. I, I I'm, I'm a just God. I have to release my wrath. But if, if I can find one righteous person that could stand in the gap, yeah. then I will pull back my hand, you know. And in this case, that happened to be Noah. God said, I like what I see in you. Can God say that about you? Amen. See, now don't get it twisted. Righteousness don't mean that you're perfect. Because none of us, God tells us that our hearts are just full of sin. That we all fall short of the glory of God. That we need Jesus, you know. So it doesn't mean that you're, 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 you're perfect. But it means that in your per imperfection, that you acknowledge that you need God. And then you, you acknowledge Christ. And in him, you are saved, you know. So God is always looking for this right person. Somebody that he can... He can put in a place that it can stand in the gap and be someone that can be a savior to even the, your family, to all mankind. You know, and if you get deeper even in the Bible, you understand that this was just a picture of who Christ is in us. You know, I'll save that for later. But Christ, there's no, more, no one more righteous than Christ. So righteous means just being right in the eyes of the Lord. When... when See, Noah walked with God, he talked to God, he listened to God, so he, had, he was walking with God's favor. I got another quote. When you receive the grace of God, thank you, Lee Rivera, because I got this from your, your status. When you receive the grace of God to do for you what you cannot do, you will experience effortless and permanent change on the inside, which in turn changes your actions on the outside. See, see, when you walk in God's favor, God, God's grace starts to fill you. When God's grace and love starts to fill you, you become differently. You speak differently. Your attitude changes. You start to be a different person. You start to be the man and God that God called you and created you to be. And that's what Noah was. Because he was righteous, God found favor. See, no one knew what it was like to, to, to walk in God's grace. See, here God was angry because everything was wild. And now everybody was just, was just doing their old thing. And he was angry. And he was so mad that he wanted, he was going to wipe everybody out. But he didn't. He, 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 Noah caught his eye. So listen to what he tells Noah. And this is in verse 14 now. Build yourself a ship from teak wood. Make rooms in it. Coat it with pitch inside and out. Make it a 400 feet, 450 feet long. That's like a football field with 90 feet added to it. 70 foot 
wide and 45 foot high. Build a roof for it and put it in the window. 18 inches from the top, put it in the door on the side of the ship and make three decks, lower, middle, and upper. I'm going to bring a flood on the earth that will destroy everything alive under heaven. Total destruction. Now, you got to understand. Hold up, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> he just read that. Does it, that sounds impossible, man. You know? We're here, to talk, we're here to tell these people that this is a, a, a story or, or a message about Mission Impossible. And what you just read sounds crazy, man. You're saying that God told Noah to build an ark mm -hmm. the size of a football field plus 90 more feet. Come on, back in the days, there were no contractors back in the day. Who helped build this ark? What kind of tools they had back in the day? They didn't have power saws or, or, or jackhammers. I'm sure he was using a rock and a stick, probably. I don't know. I'm just saying. I like to look at things realistically. Like, what, how were they capable or able to build this ark? He was 600 years old. And he was old. Come on. Old fathers. <laughs> this should be an encouragement to you. All right? Because <laughs> God still wants to use you even at your elderly age. <laughs> But I'm just saying, so there's a lot stacked against him. He's 600 years old, and now he gets this, uh, and he gets this, uh, this mission to, to build this ark because I'm God, and I'm going to do this, but I want you to build this ark. God ain't send no army to help him. He didn't send, you know, contractors, nobody. He just said, I want you to build this ark. And notice God gave the, the mission to him. He didn't say, yo, I'm giving this to you, your sons and, and your sons' husbands. All of y'all build the ark. Sons' wives. Sons', sons wives. wives, too. I don't want to leave out the wives. He gave, he gave the, the, the mission to him, you know. Imagine that kind of weight on you where you're just saying, what? How am I going to accomplish this, man? This is impossible. And it, and it did not rain at the time. But you know what? As you read the story, you notice that Noah didn't even question it. And God is not above putting when people question some of his uh, callings and missions. Because we look at, I mean, we even look at when, in, in, in the life of Jesus. When Jesus was about to go to the cross, he was like, Lord, if this cup could bear me, but let your will be done. So if God, wouldn't, if God is not ashamed to put that in, then why would he not? But in Noah's case, Noah didn't even flinch. It was just like, that's, that's what you want me to do? Then this is what I got to do. It's, it sounds impossible to me, but... If you say it could be done, then I'm believing that it can be done. Amen. And the Bible, and it goes on the story. So what does God do? God says, Noah, I found favor in you and I'm going to wipe everything. So I want you to build a boat. Take your wife, your three sons and their wives. Take two of every kind of animal, male and female. Get food for them. He gave them about 100, I think it was 120 something years. To do this. So imagine, imagine everybody where everybody's thinking. Imagine what his sons are thinking. Imagine what his sons' wives are thinking. Nowhere says, no, they talk about there's any doubt. No one's, they probably thought it, but it, it doesn't say anywhere that Noah doubted. Noah just did it. Family, we are full of excuses. No wonder. 
Fathers are not being fathers like they should be. Mothers are not being mothers like they should be. Marriages are on a, a divorce, alarming divorce rate. Because we're full of excuses. Listen, in preparing this, I got a message. Before even, even I came to the Noah story, God showed me a vision that when we come to church, we, we, we're so quick and God's mercy is so awesome that we release a lot of our luggage because we come with a lot of luggage. But there's one piece of luggage that we always seem to hold on to, and that is the luggage of excuses. We need to throw our luggage of excuses into God's grace. Amen? We need to just throw it out and just come under the waterfall of God's grace. We need to stop saying, my father was never around. I don't know how to be a father. My, my mother wasn't around. I don't know how to be a mother. I don't know what it's like to be a husband. I messed up. I failed. I'm not worthy. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No one had every excuse to be just being 600 years old. To me, I would have been, that would have been my biggest excuse. My back is out. I can't do this. How many times we excuse, we, we, we give excuses to God? How many times it says, the Bible says, God says do this and we don't do that. We do what we want to do. We raise our kids the way we think we should be raised. No, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. I don't understand when parents come and their kids are left home. If that's you, I am sorry. Me, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. I don't care what my kids don't believe. I believe, and that's what counts. Amen? Amen. amen. God's grace. God's grace. Ephraim, Pastor E said in worship, one of my favorite scriptures is, my grace is sufficient and I will supply all of your needs. That's right. See, Noah understood. He understood. He didn't ask no questions. He was walking in, and God, listen, he, all, all Noah was thinking, and I, this is me, not the Bible, but all I believe Noah was thinking was, man, there's going to be a flood. I need to protect my family. I need to provide for my, my family. I need to provide shelter for my family and safety because God is no joke. See, he, he recognized and respected who God is and was. Was back then and was today. Amen? Amen? We need to respect who God is. The mission, should you choose, accept it. As for you and your household, are you going to serve the Lord? Amen, amen, amen. You know, and just putting this together, I got to tell you, this mission for me was impossible. You know, it's funny because you accomplish so many other things in your life. You thinking that, you know... Man, I, I, I'm, I'm doing pretty well, you know. I, I, I started here, but now I'm here, this and that. But sometimes when you're thrown into a place where you're uncomfortable, where you feel that you don't have the required tools to maybe pull off a job or whatever, you feel it's impossible and you turn away. And, and like Pastor Mark said, you know, I, I could understand. And I would even say, uh, Noah, you know what? You have all, you have all the reason to not want to go ahead with this, you know. Because first of all, it's not something that took 10 years. You know, normally when you put a, nowadays we can build a, a, a structure and we can build a building in like, what, a, a, a few months or something like that now? You know, but you're talking about like, you've given some, you've given this mission and it's going to take you 
over a hun about 120 years. Wouldn't you? I would have gave up the first 10 years, man. <laughs> I'm telling you, especially if you had never seen rain before. There was a history. It, was just a, it just was a drought. There was no rain. And now you've given this impossible task, you know, to build this ark because there's a storm coming. You ain't got you don't you ain't got the tools to really build this. You you talking about you got to cut down trees. I'm, I mean I'm sure God didn't hand them wood. Who ever seen that movie Evan Almighty? They were just bringing wood on trucks and dropping in front of his car. I'm sure that probably was not the case back then. You know, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm, I mean, and I, this doesn't say it in a word. I'm paraphrasing. I'm just thinking out loud. I'm thinking like, first of all, you gotta. You got to go cut this wood, man. I mean, you're talking about how many feet? How big is this, this ark? I got to do this. This is a lot of work. And it's going to take me oh, oh, 120 years to do this? Impossible. But, you know, I, and, and, as I'm, and as I'm mulling this over in my mind, you know, God just was saying, Ephraim, sometimes I'll give you a, a mission, a calling, and you might not see it fulfilled in your lifetime, you know, but doesn't mean that I'm not going to fulfill it. You know, I might fulfill it in your children's lifetime. Yeah. You know, I might fulfill it in their children's lifetime. I'm just asking you to be obedient, man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm just asking. Yeah. Come on, you can praise them if you want to. I'm just asking you to be obedient, you know. And I'm asking you to trust in me. This morning, we sang, I believe in you. You know, but when something impossible is thrown, and, 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 and even concerning, you know, because we're bringing this into Father's Day, when, when something is impossible is thrown into your lap, do you get to the point where you say, you know, I'm having trouble believing, and that's okay too. Sometimes it's hard to believe, you know. But there's something about just saying, Lord, I got to be honest. I need you to help me with my unbelief. Doesn't that sound like somebody in the Bible? Absolutely. I said, help me with my unbelief, man. Help me. Because right now, I, I, I want to see what you're seeing in me, but the world is telling me something totally different, man. You know, my, my kids are telling me, this is crazy. This is over 30 years, and, 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 and I ain't seen a drop of rain. You know, the, my neighbors are clowning me. They put in the posters. The little kids are drawing crazy pictures about me, you know, the, the crazy ark man, you know. I'm, I'm, and I'm tired because I'm old, you know. But, Lord, I trust in you. Yeah, and I'm yeah. saying, fathers, if you're yeah. here, God has given you a calling. Sometimes our, our mission as a father is due to a mistake that we made. Come on. Let's just put it out there. Mm -hmm. we, weren't, we weren't ready to just jump into fatherhood. We made a mistake. You know, we got a little too carried away in our youth, you know. And we made a mistake. And now this produced a child. So do we say, hey, I'm not ready for that, you know? No, but we step up to the plate, man, and we take responsibility, and we serve, and we carry that mission out until, you know? So I'm, I'm reading this story about Noah, and I'm saying, how does this apply to me? But then I see God giving Noah a mission, and he said, I want to, you, I want to save you, your families, your, your sons and your sons' uh, wives. I want you to stand in the gap. I want you to build this ark because this ark is going to represent something even much more deeper. This ark is going to represent a, a, a place that you can run to for safety. Yeah, yeah. It's going to represent a shelter from the storm. 
Come on, who does that sound like? That sounds like Jesus, right? This ark is going to represent something that you can run into and find deliverance. No, all I'm saying is that you would be the catalyst that I'm going to use that in the future I'm going to going to have to do this once again but it but i'm going to do it once and for all i will fulfill it once and for all when i'm going to send my son jesus christ to die for you and if you believe and you trust in him then you will find that safety you will find that shelter you will find that refuge you know so i was like whoa so right now the ark is looking like jesus to me man you know, that's who the ark is, man. And that's the person that I run to for safety. So pass the mark. We're full of excuses, amen? You could lower this for me, please. I don't got a voice like he does. Amen. Listen, let me, let me give some of the excuses I use. And then I hear all the time. Because of our past especially. We say it's impossible. We say we can't do it. We can't say we, we say we're too tired, that we're not able. Nobody really loves us, loves me. I'm not worth it. I messed up. I can't go on. I can't even forgive myself. I can't figure things out. I can't manage. Listen to what God says to all that. You say it's impossible. God says all things are possible in Luke 18, 27. You say you can't do it. God says you can do all things. Philippians 4, 13. You say you're too tired. God says I will give you rest in Matthew. You say I'm not able. God says I am able in 2 Corinthians. You say nobody loves you. God says I love you all over the place in the Bible. You say you're not worth it. God says it will be worth it. You say I can't even forgive myself. God says I forgive you. You say you can't figure things out. God says I will direct your steps. You say I can't manage. God says I will supply all your needs. You say I can't go on. God says yes you can because my grace is sufficient. Listen, when we believe in this and we walk in God's grace, deliverance comes. We may not see it at the start. We may not see it while we're walking. But down the line, when we're faithful, God's faithfulness just overwhelms us. We may not see a miracle right away. But if we believe like we're singing this morning, if we believe like we're saying it, if we walk out of here accepting our mission and saying no matter what I came from, where I came from, as for me and my household, I am, we are going to serve the Lord. And deliverance will start to come. You know, if, you, if, if you've been with us for some time now, and I'm sure you've heard my story, my testimony, you know, and, and, and you know, just, just, just looking at my life and, and, and just some of the things that I've had to endure as a child, I mean, I have all the excuses just to say, you know what? Let me just use this mic. This mic sounds better. You know why? Because it's my mic. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just saying. You know, 
So, you know, and when me and Mark, me and Mark, uh, we're not professional preachers. Just put it out there right now. But you know what? The grace of God, because when you strive to be a righteous man, Pastor Mark said that the grace of God will abide over you and it will give you favor, you know. So when you step out in faith, understand that the righteous will go forth, man. And you'll be able to conquer what's in front of you. So men of God here, I want to say, what is the mission? The mission is to be the greatest dad that you can be, you know. You're not going to get it right all the time, you know. But God is looking for a righteous man. Righteousness doesn't mean that you're going to be perfect, you know, because we're going to make mistakes, you know. But it's a righteous man that, that's aware of the mistakes and then chooses to make them better. It's a righteous man that may make a mistake in a relationship, but that can humble himself and say, forgive me, I've made a mistake, you know? That's what righteous means, just to be right, you know? So we didn't want to come here, and we didn't, we didn't want to bash fathers and say, you know, this and that, because you know what? The world does that every day. If you look at TV, these days, there's no real good father figures growing up. Back in the day, you had like Leave It to Beaver, you know, all these shows that they kind of uplifted the father role. Now, these days, you got the fathers are goofy, they're falling over themselves, the kids are smarter than the fathers, the mothers are, are the real ones holding it down. The father's just there, he works and he just pay bills and he just relegated to a small room in the basement, you know, and that's his. Oh man. That's not the true picture of a father. Because when I think of a true father, the true picture of a father, I think of Jesus, man. I think of God, man. You know, he's given me the true picture of father. But you know what? He didn't leave me there. Because like I said, I went through some stuff when, my, when I was younger. A lot, of no, a lot of you guys don't know. And I spoke with my dad. And my dad is here today, you know. So I want to say happy Father's Day to my dad. It's my dad over there with the, with the cool hat. Now you know where I get it from. <laughs> Praise God, mo mo. My head is my head is big right now. <laughs> no, but I'm saying, you know, you know, um, my dad and my mom got divorced when I was young, you know, and and and, and my mom went through this whirlwind of, of stuff, you know, to the point where she was addicted to drugs, and 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 we literally had to grow up in a crack house, man, you know. And I remember, and 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 maybe you've heard this story before, but I need to share it because it's so relevant. For now, man. So if you're a father here and you might have messed up, then you have the opportunity to make it better. Because we say that nothing is impossible for those who love God, man. And that's a promise. That's something you can bank on. All right. But let me just break it down to you how something that was impossible became possible. All right. So my dad is bringing us home. And we heard that my mom had an overdose. And then she's in the hospital. And so I already know my father's a man of God. Even back then, he was already serving the Lord, you know. And, uh, and so as a kid, you hear this and you're thinking like, so what's going to happen now? You know, wh wh what are we going to do now? You know, and my father, he didn't even flinch. He didn't call up his fiance, say, yo, I'm bringing four kids home. He didn't do none of that. He said, he looked at us and he said, I'm taking you home with me and I'm never bringing you back here you know and to a kid that had to endure some of that pain and that hurt you know 
to hear those words from your daddy that I'm taking you and I'm never bringing you back to the place. I love my mother, but my mother was not in a condition where she was able to care for us. And then to hear a man, only he only had a little room. I mean, for four of us to fit plus him, five of us to fit in this little room, that was impossible. But he made it work. Because the righteous man in him said he saw an opportunity. He was given this mission on the spot. And he said, I'm not going to flinch. I'm not going to ask why. I'm just going to do what I need to do. And I'm taking you here. And I'm not bringing you back to this place. So we all stack in this little room. Two of us on the bed, two of us on the floor. I'm talking about, it was a small room, man, you know? <laughs> you remember that room, Bob? That later became my bedroom, right? Where I spent a lot of my summers on punishment in that little room. Like a cell, I tell you, man. Margie knows, my wife knows. I would just look out the window. It, it ain't good right now. It's, it's sitting good. <laughs> you know? <laughs> And my father was good because he never pressured me. I was still a knucklehead. I, we ain't just move into, we ain't just move in with him and it was all good. Like, hey, hallelujah, pray the Lord. I was a knucklehead, still selling drugs, doing my thing. And my, my pops didn't flinch. He brought us home, you know, and he just loved on us. And we chilled and we was in that room and we felt so content. And then I look at Noah, you know, and I'm like, wow, you know, Noah reminds me of my dad. My dad is, is my Noah. Because my dad was given this impossible to him, impossible to the world, mission. And he didn't flinch. And, he, and, and I could find no record of him saying, you know, saying otherwise or saying, why am I doing this? All I know is that he said, let's go. And Noah said, if that's what I got to do, I got to do. But at the same time, God said, I want to save you and I want to save your family. And my God said, Ephraim, his name is Ephraim too which is a cool name. He said, Ephraim, I want to save you, but I also want to save your children. You know? Come on, people. That room was like an art to me, man. You know? At that moment, reading this story, I was like, that little room was an art to me, man. We went in there. We didn't have two animals of every kind because they wouldn't fit in that little room, you know? But it was two boys and two girls. Yo, you can't get no better than that, right? Two boys and two girls, man. And we was in that room, and my father was the Noah like this, oh, on a fold-out bed, and we just following him, man, you know? And we was going to follow him wherever he went. And, 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 and unknowing, I followed you to the Lord, and you gave me that invitation to the Lord, you know? And you know, I've loved the Lord ever since. I've made some mistakes in my walk with the Lord. Don't get it twisted, you know. But I've never strayed so far that I couldn't see the, His glory light shining to the point that I wanted to be under that once again, you know. So now, my father, the Noah in my life, and look how God sets everything up. Because I told you that God just doesn't want to bless you, but he wants to bless you so that you can be a blessing to your generation, to their generation, right? Well, now we got three generations right here in the Sanctuary Fellowship. My father, me, and my son in the back. 
worshiping together, three generations, that we're not ashamed to worship God, man, you know? So this is what God wants to do. This is the story of Noah, you know, that I want to do something. I want to save mankind, but I want to do it through you because I find you right in my sight. Now, can God say that about you? I find you right in my sight. There's something that's coming to your neighbors or to your family or whatever, and I want to put you in a position where you can stand in the gap, you know. I want to put you in the position where you can be a Noah. Fathers, listen to this. You might have made some mistakes. You probably haven't even spoken to your children in a long time. Maybe you feel that it's hard to love them because you barely know them. But you know what? Children don't care about that. All they want is love. That's all they want, man. They don't care if you got some issue where you're just going through it like, I don't even know how to love this kid. I never see him. They don't care because they're not going through that. They just want to know love. And isn't, that, and, and, and isn't that just what we want? We just want the Father to love us, man. You know? And that's what he wants to do today. He wants to love on you today, man. So if you're here and you listen to these words of Pastor Mark and Ephraim, <laughs> you know, I believe that God wants to say, I want to love you. I, I, I prepare this place, this, this safety, this refuge, this ark, and I want you to walk into it. And I want to cover you with my grace. So with that said, I can't move forward without doing what I do. And that's singing over the Father's here. So I just want to take a moment, if you allow me, I want to sing over the fathers in this place today. And I pray that it would encourage you, that you would leave here and you would feel strengthened. You would leave here and that you would know that there is nothing impossible if you love God. That you would leave here and that the mission before you would not be impossible, but it would be a mission that's possible in Him. the day. 
sing this part. Say, and I may be weak, but your spirit's strong in me, and my flesh may fail, but my God, you never will. And I may be weak, but your spirit's strong in me, but my flesh may fail. But my God, can we just stand together, say, and I may be weak, say, but your spirit's strong in me, and my flesh may fail, but my God, you never will, and I may be weak, but your spirit's strong in me, but my flesh may fail, but my God, you my God, you never fail, never fail, hallelujah, never fail. So if you find yourself here today and you may be weak, I want to tell you that his spirit is strong in you, father, mother, son, daughter. See, this message is not just for Father's Day. This is something for you to take when you leave out of here. Because you're going to be presented, and maybe you have been presented with something already. And you're battling it, and you're saying, I'm not ready. But God is saying that when you are weak, come on now. My strength is perfected. I got what you need. So if you're, still, if you're here today and you're one of those fathers and you're just saying, Lord, I want to be right before you. If you're here today and you're just saying, I'm one of those people and this is the first time I've ever been in church in a long time and I want to be right. I want to make it right with you today. I want to give you that opportunity to make it right. This is not just for the newcomer. This is for any of us. If we've been walking and our walk has been shaky, I want to give you the opportunity to be right today, you know? Now remember, righteousness doesn't mean that you can earn the kingdom of salvation. 
I'm not talking about that kind of right where you feel you got to do everything right for God to love you and for you for him to, to, to give you salvation. No, that kind of righteousness is the righteousness that Jesus gave us, you know, totally different. We can never attain that kind of righteousness because the word of God says that our righteousness is like filthy rags, man, you know. God look at it and be like, Basuda, you can't hang, you know. But this kind, just but being right means that I'm willing to say, Lord, help me. I need your help. I understand where I've fallen short. And I want to make it right before me and before you. I want to get right. So if that's you, come on, let's just get together in the front right now. I know it's crazy for me to say that because maybe some of you are like dealing with it and I don't want to be in public. But you know what? When you confess the Lord publicly, he will publicly confess you before his Father, man. So come on, people. If you need to get right today... Let's get right. And I'm going to stand down here too because I need to get some things right before me and my God. Because if I want to be right before man, I feel like I got to be right with him. I could fool man. I can't fool God. So I'm coming down here and I'm saying, I need you, Lord. Because I may be weak, but your spirit. So Pastor Mark, won't you join me, man? See, all me and Pastor Mark represent, it's God's grace. That's what we represent. We don't represent perfection because we are not perfect. So don't strive, you know, to be like me. Because I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm going to fail you. All right? I'll put it out there. I'm going to fail you. But strive to be like him because he will never fail you man so pastor mark how you want to do this let's let's sing let's sing that song again pastor e lead us into the and let that not just be a song but our prayer I may this morning so you may be weak but your spirit strong in me and my flesh come on worship team i need your help my God, you never will say, and I may be weak, be your spirit strong in me, but my flesh may fail, but my God, you never say, I may be weak, I may be weak, oh Lord, your spirit strong in me, say my flesh, my flesh may fail. Oh, you know I will fail. You never fail, and I may be weak. I may be weak. Your spirit strong. My flesh may fail. Yeah. 
Father, I need you now. Make this your prayer this morning. If you're standing in the front, make this your prayer. Just sing to the Lord. You're, you're good. You never fail. I may be weak, but your spirit strong in me. My flesh may fail, but my God, you never, never fail. Worship him. Honey to you, honey to you, Lord, to pierce through the dark and speak to my heart. And maybe you want to hear that's just saying, Lord, pierce through the dark and speak to my heart now. Maybe you're a single mom here. You're just saying, Lord, I may be weak. Lord, I may be weak, but your spirit, if your spirit is strong in me, Lord, I need to know, I need to feel it right now, because I need your help, and it's hard, and it's hard, and it's hard to pay the bills, Lord, to put food on the table, Lord. It's hard, it's hard, it's hard, it's hard, it's hard, it's hard, and I need you now, and I believe you now, and I believe, Lord, Lord, I believe, and I'm willing to put myself out there and say, I believe, I believe, Lord. But Father, you know, you know how much I can bear. You know how much I can bear. You know my breaking point, Lord. And I'm saying before I break, Lord, would you be a dam before me, Lord? Would you be a structure and infrastructure before me, Lord? Oh, a foundation before me, Lord, is what I need. A foundation before me is what I need. Lord, a shelter I can run to. A place of safety, Lord, where I can escape the storm. Escape the harm, Lord. But run to your love, Lord. Run to your love. Run to your love. Father, thank you for your grace and filling us up, Father God. Father, help us to do this daily, Lord. Father, we need you, and sometimes we forget that we need you. Sometimes we're just used to doing things a certain way, our way, and we forget you, Lord. May you just strengthen us this, this, this afternoon, Father God. And, and Father, we need you. We don't just need you because we're here because it's Sunday. We need you daily, Lord. We need you in our marriages. We need you in our parenting. We need you, Lord. Whether we have help or don't have help, we need you, Father God. Father, we can't do anything without you. We need you, Father God. So, Father, we receive your grace this morning. We receive your mercies. 
we receive your love this morning and we leave here saying we believe we recognize we now recognize that it is possible to raise our children it is possible to go through this mission to, to, to go through this walk this, this journey as long as we have you Father God yes. so continue to fill us up Continue to love us. Continue to be with us and in us, Father God. Yes. If that's your prayer, can you just say amen? Amen. If you really mean it, can you just shout amen? Amen. If you want to leave here believing like you did this morning, yeah. can you just say amen? Amen. Let's just sing that, I believe, I believe. Just keep playing that. Come on, before we leave here, let's just leave. I believe. I believe, I believe, I believe in you, say, I believe, I believe, oh, say, yeah, I believe, I believe in you, say, I believe, I believe, say, oh, and I believe, I believe, oh, we believe, I believe, I believe, we believe, I believe, I believe, say it now, I believe, I believe. take what you heard today alright so let me just finish and then you can say what you say right. I hope you take what you heard today and that it and, and, and it's something that you can take and you can put it in, into practice you know see righteousness is just being right with God everything else has already been accomplished alright so if you continue to believe in him walk out of here with your head up high understanding that God has favor and on you and the grace of God follows you wherever